to 5. Righteous Working When I was working in the communications department for a large corporation, the marketing manager asked me to plant a story in the media that was false. He had wanted it to influence some negotiations with a Chinese customer. It is my custom to respond pretty quickly to things, but something in me was cautious this time. I knew the answer had to be no, but how should I communicate that? I asked if I could think about it overnight. The next morning, I went to the marketing manager's boss, the general manager of marketing, and explained what I had been asked to do. I gave him a media release pro forma and the contact details for the relevant media, but said I could not write and send something I knew to be false. I also said that I thought the risk to our reputation, should the ploy be discovered, was much more significant than the potential benefit to the negotiation. The story fell through, and I was never asked to do that again. Sadiq Amy Sherman, Senior Fellow at the Sagamore Institute for Policy Research, where she directs the Centre on Faith in Communities, would describe my actions as an example of righteous work. In her book, Kingdom Calling, she captures this hitherto missing biblical perspective on working, righteous work, which is done by the righteous people of God. Her core verse is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 10. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. It has a vision of the Sadakim, the righteous ones who recognize their work as a gift from God to be used for his purposes, praising God when people pursue their vocation for the common good. The Hebrew word Sadik, righteous, and its plural Sadakim, are used 200 times in the Old Testament. Sherman quotes N.T. Wright and Tim Keller to help us understand why the common English translation of just and lawful are inadequate. Wright says that sadiq is referring not to such abstract terms, but rather to, quote, right standing and consequent right behavior within a community. Keller develops the idea that this righteousness is expressed within relationships. Quote, day-to-day living in which a person conducts all relationships in family and society with fairness, generosity and equity. Dimensions of Righteous Working Sherman then presents the details of what biblical righteousness looks like at work. What does it mean to be the Sadakim? So she has three different dimensions of righteousness. There's upward righteousness toward God. There's inward righteousness toward self. And then there's outward righteousness towards others. With the upward dimension of righteousness, it has a Godward orientation. And the implications for our work is that work is for God's glory, not self-fulfillment. So that means we should avoid workaholism. And there are set boundaries on work loyalty versus obedience to God. Upward dimension also has an element of humility because we embrace a daily functional dependence on the spirit at work. And this upward dimension also has an eternal perspective because we recognize that God is our audience when we work. 
and we value everyday work as participating in the new creation. In terms of the inward or personal dimension of righteousness, it's about personal holiness. That is, not cheating, lying or stealing at work, and also sexual purity in relating with co-workers. It also has a characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. That is, there are grace-based relationships. It also has the characteristic of being open-handed. That is, a generosity towards others, avoiding materialism and self-indulgence. And there's also the characteristic of gut-level compassion for the hurting. That is, we proactively respond to others' needs in the workplace. And finally, that outward dimension towards others has a characteristic of social justice. That means we want to improve the conditions for other workers. We want to promote just relations with customers and suppliers and shareholders. It's about being a good corporate neighbour and citizen. And it's about encouraging transformation within one's workplace. Also about encouraging social reform within one's vocational field. So they're the three dimensions of righteous working, upward towards God, inward towards self and outward towards others. Then there are some examples of righteous working. Sherman gives these examples of when the righteous must take action. She talks about the engineer who is asked to cut corners to save the firm money, but realises that doing so could bring harm to consumers or the firm's own workers. Or the company litigator or lawyer who is asked to sue a competitor but knows that the suit is based on incomplete information. Or the accountant who is pressured to massage the numbers in ways that make the company's performance appear better than it is and realises that this will mislead investors. While these are some corporate examples we might extend it to the checkout operator who's asked by a friend to sneak a couple of items through, or the mechanic who asks for half the payment in cash and invoices the rest, or the salesperson tempted to over-promise and under-deliver to get the deal and commission. The importance of relationship. It is easy to make poor responses to these challenges if we do not consider our relationship with God and with others. It is not always easy and sometimes we may be faced with repercussions or pressure from difficult people. Referring to the challenge of acting righteously in such situations, Lindsay Brown, the International Director of the Lausanne Movement, has spoken of the need to, quote, develop a bottomless capacity to deal with disappointment plumb the depths of the grace of God, avoid focusing on the person and instead focus on the person of Christ and find a way of maintaining joy through grace. Implications of Righteous Working The implications of living as the Sadakim are significant in three areas. Firstly, one's relationship with God is enhanced as one experiences what it means to serve God in revealing his kingdom. Secondly, one's involvement in church is enhanced as church becomes the place where one is informed, nurtured and inspired to live out God's righteousness. And finally, workplaces benefit because ultimately righteous work is the best kind of work.
It's solid, thoughtful, above reproach, and it seeds abundance. The fruits of a life lived this way can be seen in this email, which I've edited, which was distributed on the retirement of a Christian lawyer whose faith and values were publicly recognised by his employer. Gary Harwell would be retiring as a partner on the 30th of June 2016 after 27 years as a partner and spending all of his professional life associated with the firm. He joined the firm in 1984 and after two years' leave of absence working in London, Gary became a partner of the firm in 1989. Gary has noted that the decision to pursue a professional career in law rather than an academic career in arts and humanities or ordination in the Anglican Church was motivated by a calling to live by faith in the marketplace. Gary has always sought to put his beliefs on the table, never accepting that there should be a private or public divide or a Sunday-Monday divide. The firm's international focus was a key factor in Gary's decision to join the firm, and his practice has maintained the same focus over many years. He looks forward to the firm continuing to grow as a leading international law firm. Since 2001, Gary's practice has focused on capital markets and the governance, supervision and regulation of the financial system. He has also served as a member of the board and audit committee, a staff partner for the banking and finance section and the client relationship partner for several major financial institutions. Gary has an enormous sense of gratitude for the opportunity he has been given to work with many, many talented partners, lawyers and support staff over such a long period. Gary believes that the creativity, energy and enthusiasm when we work as a team, investing in the knowledge and understanding of each other, is the key to ongoing success of the firm. He is particularly grateful for the mentoring he received from partners in the early years, the support from those partners and senior associates who work closely with him, and the collegiality of the firm's banking and finance partners. Gary is also grateful for the varied opportunities the firm has provided which have allowed Gary to contribute to the charities and the not-for-profit sector. Above all, the support of his wife Bev and their children, Anne and Aaron, has been fundamental in enabling Gary to have contributed to the life of the firm over the past 32 years. In retirement, after some travel, Gary intends to pursue a range of interests in academia, the banking and finance industry and the charities and the not-for-profit sector. He looks forward to continuing to serve Christ in a multitude of ways, endeavouring to be salt and light in different realms of God's creation. And just remember that that was an email sent by Gary's manager to uh, the whole firm. And it wasn't a Christian law firm. I think it's amazing uh, the witness that Gary had through his ordinary work and particularly his righteous work in that situation. Prayer. Our Lord, thank you for the example of your righteousness that challenges and inspires us to be your sadakim, your righteous people. Help us to discern ways in which we can live and work righteously. Help us to be aware of the consequence of our working on others. Help us to seek to serve you in everything we do 
and to serve others with compassion. Please continue to enable us to grow in righteousness in every dimension of our lives. Amen. And now, taking it further. Firstly, consider the up dimension of Amy Sherman's table. That's the upward dimension. Which particular implication do you feel you already demonstrate and which challenges you? Just a reminder in terms of that, it was about a Godward orientation, humility and an eternal perspective. Secondly, the in and out dimensions relate closely to the spiritual disciplines of holy working and social justice working which we explored in section 2. How are you challenged when applying these dimensions to your working? And the inward dimension is in terms of your personal uh, experience of God, personal holiness, fruit of the Spirit, open-handedness, and gut-level compassion for the hurting. And the outward focus was all about social justice. Which of those do you think you already experience? And which actually challenges you. Thirdly, write a retirement email you would like your employer to circulate upon your retirement. Use this exercise as an opportunity to capture the righteous values you would like to influence in your organisation and the legacy you would like to leave. (laughs) 